I'm Dennis Estopase of the Business Mirror, and this is the Borderlook Podcast. Good day. Welcome to Business Mondays with BM, a segment of the Business Mirror Borderlook Podcast that tackles the performance of the Philippine stock market. The Business Mondays with BM Podcast segment is based on the stories by Business Mirror reporters BG Cabuag, Lenny Lectura, and Kai Ordinario. The Broader Look Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of The Business Mirror. The information in this podcast should not be misconstrued as investment or financial advice. Business Mirror would not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. For the text version, please go to the company section of the Business Mirror website and the Business Mirror newspaper. Today, we podcast week 42 of the Stock Market Outlook for October 16, 2023 to October 20, 2023. Let's get on with the story. Share prices slightly went up last week, as analysts said. The local market showed resiliency despite geopolitical tensions in the Middle East and a sustained high U.S. inflation rate. The benchmark Philippine Stock Exchange Index gained 6.39 points to close at 6,226.34 points. The main index was up in three of the five sessions despite the ongoing Israel-Palestine conflict, which analysts said is already affecting markets worldwide, adding to the Russia-Ukraine war. Volume of trade, however, were still anemic, only averaging 4.1 billion pesos for the five days of trading with foreign investors, which cornered just 40% of the trades, were net sellers at 3.31 billion pesos. Other sub-indices ended up mixed. The broader all shares index gained 5.30 points to close at 3,384.57 points. The financials index fell 13.53 to close at 1,811.02. The industrial index declined 38.50 to close at 8,844.28. The holding firms index was down 29.10 to close at 5,945.38. The property index rose 40.88 to close at 2,638.15. The services index climbed 25.33, and the mining and oil index added 164.18 to close at 11,005.47. For the week, gainers edge losers 122, 210, and 24 shares were unchanged. The top gainers were Medco Holdings Incorporated, Imperial Resources Incorporated, Central Azucarera de Tarlac Incorporated, Mackay Holdings Incorporated, Makati Finance Corporation, Metro Alliance Holdings and Equities Corporation A, and Liberty Farm Mills Incorporated. The top losers, meanwhile, were Lorenzo Shipping Corporation, LMG Corporation, Philinvest Development Corporation, Concrete Aggregates Corporation A, Boulevard Holdings Incorporated, Wellex Industries Incorporated, and Philippine Realty and Holdings Corporation. Share prices may go down this week as investors turn to defensive mode as further 
escalation of the conflict between Israel and Palestine is raising around the round of recessionary fears in the U.S. economy. So far, oil prices have surged 4% this week on knee-jerk reaction from the news and has remained range-bound since then, Broker 2 Trade Asia said. Juan Paolo Colette, Managing Director at China Bank Capital Corporation, said that investors will keep an eye on the intensifying Israel-Hamas war as any expansion of the conflict could impact oil prices. According to the International Energy Agency, world oil output rose 270,000 barrels per day in September to 101.6 million barrels per day, led by higher production from Nigeria and Kazakhstan. In its report, the International Energy Agency said in its report that the Israel-Hamas conflict has not had any direct impact on oil flows. The report read that driven by non-OPEC plus growth, Global output will increase by 1.5 million barrels per day and 1.7 million barrels per day in 2023 and 2024, respectively, to new record highs. The International Energy Agency said overall OPEC plus output is set to decline this year, although Iran may rank as the world's second largest source of growth after the United States. Nonetheless, the International Energy Agency said that a sharp escalation in geopolitical risk in the Middle East, a region accounting for more than one-third of the world's seaborne oil trade, has markets on edge. The International Energy Agency said the surprise attack by Hamas on Israel on October 7 spurred traders to price in a $3 per barrel of crude oil to $4 per barrel of crude oil risk premium when markets opened. Prices have since stabilized, the International Energy Agency said. While there has been no direct impact on physical supply, markets will remain on tenterhooks as the crisis unfolds, the International Energy Agency said. Prior to the Hamas attack on October 7, the Philippines Department of Energy has noted that trading level went down amid rising concerns on high interest rates, among others, that led to a drop in global fuel demand. The agency reminded the public, however, to manage their expectations that the trend for oil prices will continue to go down, saying that world oil prices are volatile. The reminder was issued by the Department of Energy after gasoline and diesel prices were slashed by 3 pesos and 5 centavos per liter and 3 pesos per liter respectively beginning Tuesday last week. The per-liter price of kerosene was also reduced by 2 pesos and 45 centavos per liter on October 10. This was the third consecutive week of price reduction for gasoline and kerosene. Meanwhile, to trade Asia said, sentiment should remain a touch glum over the next few weeks, heading into a potential rate hike from the U.S. Federal Reserve on its October 31 to November 1 policy meeting. The broker based its view on the oil price volatility combined with the U.S. reporting disappointing September inflation at 3.7%, a 10 basis points higher from consensus. Juan Paolo Colette, Managing Director at China Bank Capital Corporation, said traders should also gauge whether upcoming data, including Philippine August remittances, China's third quarter GDP, and the Federal Reserve's beige book can provide some bullish impetus. To note, cash remittances sent by Philippines abroad hit a seven-month high in July. Data released by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas showed last September. 
The central bank data also showed the cash remittances amounted to $2.99 billion in July 2023, the highest since the $3.16 billion posted in December 2020. The Banco Central ng Pilipinas said cash remittances grew 2.6% in July 2023 from the $2.92 billion posted in July 2022. Cash remittances were at $2.81 billion in June 2023. According to the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the expansion in cash remittances in July 2023 was due to the growth in receipts from land and sea-based workers. In terms of the economy, the ASEAN Plus 3 Macroeconomic Research Office or AMRO said, the Philippines' economic growth will slow to 5.9% in 2023 from its July estimate of 6.2%. However, AMRO kept growth estimates at 6.5% for next year, the same rate it forecasted in July. The AMRO said the ASEAN Plus 3 region is forecast to grow by 4.3% this year, down from July's projection of 4.6%, due mainly to the weaker-than-expected growth in China in the second quarter. The AMRO said it expects the region to expand by 4.5% in 2024, as the impact of China's policy of support measures to boost domestic demand materializes more fully. This, along with the gradual pickup in durable goods consumption in the United States and the anticipated recovery of the global technology cycle, should boost regional exports next year amid expected weakness in the global economy. The AMRO, however, warns against fully discounting the risk of a recession in the United States and the euro area, especially in an environment where global interest rates could stay higher for longer. Should recession in both economies materialize, growth in the ASEAN Plus 3 region could slide below 3%, the lowest since 1998, barring the pandemic-induced slowdown of 2020. Juan Paolo Colette said market participants will also keep track of movements in the U.S. bond yields given the growing influence of this data point on how the Federal Reserve thinks about policy rates. Mr. Collette said the main index is seen trading within the 6,150 to 6,420 area with potential upside bias absent any negative surprises. For the stock picks, broker Regina Capital Development Corporation gave a buy on breakout rating on the stock of SM Prime Holdings Incorporated as the stock is currently on the upward trend, with shares edging closer to the stock's 100-day moving average. Regina Capital said earlier last week that stock was able to hit pass through its 50-day moving average, and investors might want to watch the stock as it breaks its next resistance. The shares of SM Prime Holdings Incorporated were last traded on Friday to close at 31 pesos apiece. Meanwhile, Regina Capital gave the same rating on the stock of International Container Terminal Services Incorporated or ICTSI after a wave of bulls swamped in ICTSI, pushing the stock price to climb by 2%. The broker said its technical readings show the stock may fly again anytime soon. Regina Capital said looking at its chart, ICTSI seems to be on the verge of breaking its bullish pennant pattern. The shares of International Container Terminal Services Incorporated closed last week at 209 pesos apiece. Meanwhile, Maybank IBG Research 
maintains its buy recommendation on M-Rate Incorporated. Maybank IBG said that better-than-expected first-half revenue due to higher gross leasable area lease and rental income have offset the firm's cost of sales and OPEX overruns arising from full expense recognition of infused assets. Maybank said M-Rate's first-half 2023 net income of 1 billion pesos, which is up 7% year-on-year, is within expectation at 52% of Maybank's fiscal year 2023 forecast. The analyst said they expect occupancy and rental rates to be sustained, prompting Maybank to raise its fiscal year 2023 and 2024 earnings forecast by 4% and 8%. This in turn raises by 10% to 20 pesos its rolled forward target price based on dividend discount model. The shares of M-Rate Incorporated closed last Friday at 12 pesos and 22 centavos apiece. Maybank also maintained its buy recommendation on Ayala Corporation on the back of the stock's cheap valuations. Maybank IBG said that although the stock is trading at deep discounts to historical levels, the analysts see no urgency to position in Ayala Corporation as they expect near-term stock catalysts such as the protected policy rate cuts, earnings growth, and the public debut of GCash. Maybank said its fiscal year 2023-2024 earnings forecast and 990 peso target price are unchanged. The shares of Ayala Corporation closed last Friday at 615 pesos apiece. And now for the weather outlook by the website of the Philippine Atmospheric Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration or PAGASAT. In an advisory, it issued at 12 o'clock p.m. of October 13, 2023, valid until 12 o'clock p.m. of October 20, 2023. Pagasa said that beginning last Saturday until Friday, October 14 to October 20, mostly cloudy skies with light rains will be experienced over most parts of northern Luzon and the eastern section of central Luzon due to northeasterly winds with some gusty conditions especially in coastal and upland or mountainous areas. The weather agency said that the rest of the country will be partly cloudy to cloudy skies with isolated rain showers or thunderstorms due to localized thunderstorms. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Business Mirror Waterloo podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please email news.businessmirror at gmail.com with the subject line BM Podcast. The Broader Look Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of the Business Mirror. Many thanks go to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emmanuel Arcalas for the technical and sound editing. Our gratitude also goes to Business Mirror reporter Kai Ordinario for providing the voice for the waiver. Until the next episode, this is Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and be empowered.